0: Welcome to the Birth Prep Podcast, the corner of the internet where you can take your birth preparation to a whole new level. back to the birth prep podcast. I am excited for today's episode. Last week, we chatted about preparing for a hospital birth, which I wanted to throw out there. If you're preparing for a birth center birth, I'm not doing an episode on that. It looks very similar to preparing for a hospital birth. So if that is the type of birth that you have chosen, go check out that episode. It was the last one that I did. So today we are chatting all about preparing for a home birth. I'm really excited for this episode because I am in the middle of preparing for a home birth and this is all stuff that I am either doing right now or going to be doing in the following weeks. I have about 11 weeks left, so you better believe that preparation will be in full swing very soon. <laughs> so let's dive into this we'll chat about what steps are needed to prepare properly for a home birth. In my opinion, this is my opinion. You can take it or leave it. You don't have to do all of these things to birth a baby. It's not required of you, um, but these are definitely things that I think help make the process go as smoothly and easy as possible. First, you should prepare a birth plan. I think this is incredibly important for any type of birth that you are preparing for. If you don't know how to get started on a birth plan, or you need some help with it, I have a birth plan workshop. I will link that in the show notes for you if you're interested. Um, but essentially, you are going to want to sit down and decide all of the decisions that need to be made for that day. Before you create your birth plan, I strongly suggest informing yourself on all of the decisions that need to be made, your provider standard of care, how your body works to birth babies, all of the things, as much information as you can get your hands on you want to get your hands on it. Once you have all the information that you need, then you can sit down and make the decisions. So you can look into each and every option for each and every decision and weigh the risks versus the benefits and make a decision that you feel really good about for yourself and for your baby. There are lots of benefits to having a birth plan, but I think the number one benefit in this scenario, as we're talking about preparing for a home birth, it tells you what type of birth you're preparing for, right? It kind of is like the guide to, okay, this is the experience that I'm trying to create here. Now, how am I going to make that happen? That's the next question, right? So I always talk about preparing your mind, your body, and your team to best support you that day and achieving the goals you've set for yourself and for your birth experience and that is very important work but that's not the work that we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about the technical things like preparing your home and gathering supplies and the home visit and transfer plan all that stuff so let's dive into all of that now that you have the prerequisites down if you need more information on preparing your mind your body and team i did individual episodes on each of these so i will link those in the show notes for you as well let's chat about having conversations with your provider Hopefully, you're already having conversations with your provider every time you go and have a prenatal appointment. You guys are discussing different things for that point of pregnancy, what's coming up, tests, all of the things. But you want to start having conversations with your provider surrounding your birth experience. Chat with them about what their standard of care looks like. Chat with them about how they typically do things. Chat with them about what type of experience you're trying to create here. These are very important conversations to have and you should be having them in advance. You do not want to be having these conversations when your provider shows up at your house and you are in the throes of labor. Can you do that? Sure. Is it best practice? I don't think so. (laughs) So figure out what you want to discuss with your provider and start having intentional conversations with them so that you are setting expectations for the level of support that you are going to want in your birth space bring your birth plan, chat about all the decisions that you're making. If you aren't sure about a decision, make that with your provider. They are somebody that you're trusting to provide medical, you know, guidance for you, right? So if there's anything that you're unsure of, anything that you want more information on, anything that you'd like a second opinion on, make sure you're getting that in advance so that you feel really good about the decisions that you're making. A little confidence that day goes a long way. One of the important conversations that you'll have with your provider in the weeks leading up to your birth experience, maybe even months, is chatting about the supplies that you're required to gather for your birth experience. Now, this will totally depend on your provider's preferences, what they already provide for you, all of the things, but I will talk about my personal experience with my midwife and what she has me get supply-wise for my birth experience. There is a list of medical supplies that she has me purchase for my birth experience She has a list of things that she brings, that she brings to every birth that she attends, things that get reused, things like that. I have to get any disposable things, things for clamping and cutting the cord, um, any like IV bags, gloves, trash bags, the little, what are they called? Um, Puppy pee pads. You know what I'm talking about, the (laughs) Chucks pads. Anyways, my provider has it all set up through a company where I just have to order her specific box. So I go into their website, I enter her code, I order her box that she's compiled the list for. It's one flat price, I pay for it, and they send me all of the items on her list. This makes it extremely easy for me as a consumer, so I appreciate that, (laughs) but that's not the standard for every provider out there, so I just wanted to throw that out. That's how mine personally does it. You could get a list of things that you need to gather you could get a bill for the list of things used. There's a lot of different ways the providers do it. On top of those medical supplies that I order, I also have a list of things to gather for my home that day. There's a bunch of things on the list, but it, essentially it's food, snacks, things like that to have on hand. Um, bowls, like for the placenta and all that fun stuff. Uh, cookie sheets, shower curtains to line the bed. So the bed's protected. It's a bunch of random, like a fishnet, like it's a, it's quote unquote random things, but they all serve a purpose. Of course, if you want my full supply list that I get for my home births, um, you can check it out in the show notes. I'll put my home birth supply list in there for you. So chat with your provider, talk about any medical supplies you'll need, talk about any additional supplies that you might need for your birth experience. That way you can start preparing these things in advance so everything is ready for the big day. Another conversation worth having would be chatting about a transfer plan and any supplies that you might need for that. You might want to have a hospital bag ready to roll, your car seat, things like that, just in case. Just a reminder that if you do have to transfer, that does not mean you failed. That means you utilize the resources effectively. There is this ridiculous narrative that if you don't agree with the way OBGYNs do things or the way the hospital policy does things or blah, 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 just stay home, which great. That's a wonderful option. If you don't want those things and you don't want to put up the fight to not have those things, I get that. Like I get that point of view, but also you don't have to consent to any of those things that you're right as a patient and the narrative goes further and says that if you aren't going to get those things from the get-go then you don't get to choose those things when you need them very toxic very disturbing please do not feed into that narrative you get to use those resources when and if you see fit we hope and pray you don't have to transfer and that everything goes according to your chosen plan but understand that's also not the reality so having a transfer plan in place is great to have for peace of mind it's great to have in case of emergency and gathering any supplies for that is going to be your responsibility. So make sure that you guys have a plan set up in place and you guys are prepared to execute that plan if and when it's needed. So now we're getting closer to your due date. We've had the conversations, we've gathered the supplies. Now it's time to start preparing your home. This is at your discretion. You can prepare your home in any way you see fit. There are things like setting up your birth bed or preparing like your birth space and things like that, that probably aren't going to happen until you are in those early stages of labor, but you want to make sure that you have everything prepared in order to do that when the time comes. I like to do a nice deep clean. I like to make sure the house is staying tidy around that time as best as possible with four children running around. We'll see how that goes. Last time I was in the early stages of labor and I had my parents come and get my kiddos. They watch the kids when I'm giving birth and I basically started preparing everything. I'm like, this is probably it. I was two days before my due date, very, you know, consistent cramping, stuff like that. I'm like, this is probably it. I'm going to just start preparing everything. I made my bed. I moved everything out of the way for where the birth tub was going to be. I mean, I didn't do all of this. My husband was here helping me, but... Um, You know, I was cleaning in between contractions and things like that and just trying my best to prepare the space for my desired experience. Usually around the 36, 37 week mark, uh, your provider may want to do a home visit for a couple reasons, right? First, they're going to want to know where you live. They're going to want to make sure they know how to get to your home. So that's a great practice run for that is the home visit. But also they're going to make sure that you have everything that you need in order to execute your chosen plan. So when my midwife came for my home visit, she made sure I had all the supplies and stuff, but then also like we had the special hose to fill the birth tub. So she made sure that we had a hookup for it and that it connected and that the water was fine and all that stuff. So things like that, like just making sure that you are set up to execute the birth experience that you want that day. This was done in place of one of my last appointments. So she came with all the supplies that she needed to conduct my prenatal appointment as well. So it was very nice. It was in the home. She met all the kiddos, um, saw the space that we would be putting the birth tub, all the things. If your provider has birth tubs available for usage, this might be the time where they drop those off. This totally depends on what they have available to them, how many patients they have due around the same time as you getting a birth tub might be solely your responsibility. I don't know what your experience is like. So once all that is done, everything's pretty much ready to roll whenever baby decides that it's time. So this is the last thing that I'll tell you to do in order to prepare, make sure that your partner or your birth team or yourself is ready to communicate with your provider during that early labor process. Just giving your provider the heads up, say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. I think it might lead towards labor here soon. I just wanted to give you the heads up so that you are on call, ready to come whenever I give you the signal kind of vibe, right? Now, typically, when you are in labor, we follow the 511 rule. Um, which might not apply to you. It's a very general rule and you can't really generalize birth. It's a very different experience for everybody and even birth to birth can be very different for you. The 511 rule is where your contractions are five minutes apart, lasting one minute long for about an hour. This is typically a sign that you are heading towards the transitional phase of labor soon and that is when you will want a provider there in most cases. I hit the 511 rule the night before. I called my midwife and I was communicating with her. I was telling her what I was experiencing, but I was like, I don't think this is labor yet. And of course I was in labor, but I didn't think that it was anywhere close to being time yet. Having had multiple children, I trusted myself to just wait things out and let her know if things progressed at all. I texted her around 10 o'clock at night, maybe told her that I was going to go to sleep (laughs) and see how that went. So she went to bed that night, probably expecting to be woken up at some point or seeing me the next morning, I slept the whole night and woke up the next morning and still was having contractions throughout the night. I didn't sleep like a baby, but I definitely got the rest that my body needed. And I was right back into the swing of things right in the morning. And I started back up with those five minutes apart, one minute ish long contractions and those lasted for a couple hours and they weren't too bad. So like, I knew that it wasn't like time yet because I know that things get very, um, aggressive for me, very painful. And I knew that I wasn't at that point yet. So I labored at my home all morning and I'd say she probably got there around like noon and baby wasn't born until after four o'clock. So if I would have followed the 511 rule, I would have had her there the night before and that would have been a lot of wasted time <laughs> and a lot of disappointment and a lot of stress, probably for myself. Um, so I'm glad that I trusted my body and my instincts and my experience, but you might not have that to go off of. and that's totally okay. The 511 rule does work in most scenarios. That would usually be around the time that you'd want to call your provider. If your water breaks is the first sign of labor, tell your provider. And then you guys can obviously go from there if you guys want to wait, if you guys want to seek medical care, if you want antibiotics, blah, blah, blah. There's lots of different options at that point, depending on your experience and your pregnancy, all that fun stuff. Um, and of course, your decisions that you made for yourself and your baby. So make sure that you are prepared to communicate with your provider that day or that you have delegated that task to your partner, someone else on your birth team, whoever. Let's do a quick recap before we sign off. First, you're going to create a really great, informed, educated birth plan that you feel really aligned with decisions that you're making for yourself and for your baby. ones that you feel really, really good about, then you're going to prepare your mind, your body and your team to best support you for your birth experience that day, your chosen birth experience. You're preparing them for that specific experience that you're trying to create. Have all the conversations with your provider. Talk about your birth plan. Talk about a transfer plan. Talk about any supplies that you need to purchase or gather. Then prepare to execute those plans that you've talked about. Get anything that you need for your birth. Get anything that you need for your transfer plan. Make sure you have all of those supplies ready for action when the time comes. Schedule your home visit once you have everything prepared and ready to be assessed by your provider. Other than that, you're just gonna make sure that everything is prepared in your home and everything is clean and washed and ready to rumble. Everything is, you know, in a space where you can get to it that day, Um, all of the things. Then all you have to do is wait for baby and communicate with your provider that day and with your birth team and rock out your plan, girl. You are absolutely capable of achieving your dream birth experience. If what you are preparing for seems crazy, and seems out of reach and all that stuff, you're not alone. It's very normal feeling, especially when you're creating an experience in your home. It's not the norm, quote unquote, and it can be scary and it can be intimidating and it can feel like everything's gonna go wrong that day, but you are prepared. You've prepared yourself for this and you can stand in that certainty that you can create the result that you're looking for and if for whatever reason, because it happens all the time, it's birth, it's unpredictable, but if things don't go according to your plan, you have best set yourself up to navigate that day, whatever it throws at you. You've got this, you've prepared for this, your baby knows what to do, your body knows what to do, your team is there to support you. You are strong, you are capable, you are going to rock this. I would love to help you prepare your mind, your body, and your team for that day. I'm hosting a free event next week called the birth prep power hour, and we're going to hop on zoom all together. I'm have a little presentation prepared, and then we're going to chat face to face, well, face to, you know, computer to computer. And we're going to chat about what's going on, your biggest fears, what you need to still work through where you think you need more preparation work, all the things I'm going to open up the floor for that. This is a free event. I don't want you to miss it. This is stuff I normally do with my paid clients only. So this is something I'm really excited about. I've been wanting to host this for a very long time and I will put all the information and the sign up link inside of the show notes for you. I wanted to create an event that was going to help you set yourself up for success that day, whatever success looks like for you. This stuff is not taught in the normal birth prep classes that you would take at the hospital or even online or the, in the pregnancy apps, the stuff is not taught to you and it's so important. I'm not the only one out here talking about this kind of stuff, but I'm definitely one of the only few. And I wanted to create an event for you guys that you could come to and get the help that you need the help that I think is the most impactful while you're preparing for your birth experience. So go sign up. If you're coming, let me know, like shoot me a DM, on the tickety talk or Instagram or whatever, let me know that you're coming. I'm super excited to hang out with you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. This was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the next episode until then enjoy, get excited, prepare your butt off and I'll chat with you soon.